0: Hello, friends. Welcome to the ATC Double Cut. My name is Micah Woods, and I am back with another special turf math episode. And I'm here with Jason Haynes. And Jason Haynes is the golf course superintendent at uh, Cabot Links in Nova Scotia. Welcome to the show again, Jason.
1: Thanks, Micah. Two times in one week, it uh, doesn't get any better than this.
0: Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. <laughs> we had that debut episode of the turf math topic and the uh the response has been overwhelmingly positive uh uh there i've got no negative responses yet and uh a lot of people have said well not not a lot of people a few people have said yes more of these please so i thought let's do a focused one That intro one was meant to be rambling. That intro one was meant to cover um, all kinds of topics. But in this one, let's just focus on something specific. Let's focus on something that you developed, and that is the growth ratio. And I thought, could we talk about the growth ratio? I'm I'm showing on the screen now uh, a blog post that I wrote this spring that basically shows the growth ratio equation. And of course, some people are going to be watching this on YouTube. Other people will be listening to this as a podcast. I'll put a direct link to this particular post in the show notes. Um, But Jason and I are just going to talk about the growth ratio. And I um, I guess, could you just explain how you got the idea and then what the growth ratio is in general terms?
1: Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of a hardcore thing to jump right into in the, in the turf math series, but, uh, but why not? It's, uh, it's probably the most hardcore thing, uh, that I've come across as a person who, uh, I'm not a PhD, I'm not doing hardcore science. This is just a, it's a tool to help me make better decisions. Um, so from a superintendent standpoint, it's the most heavy duty math, which is, it's still not that heavy duty, but, um. basically you know over 10 15 years ago i, I started you know trying to uh, you know, reduce you know pesticides and everything else and just grow the grass better um, and trying to avoid you know these you know periods with like out of control growth or then other problems with not enough growth um, i started using the growth potential model which i learned about from you um, that Larry and, and Wendy had developed from Pace Turf. Um, that was a good tool. Um, and then and then at the same time, um, I, and I was using that to kind of schedule fertilizer applications. So the growth potential is just a, a percentage, a number between zero and one. Um, and I would use that to, you know, I, I basically tell me how much fertilizer I needed to apply uh, based on the maximum monthly fertilizer I would feel comfortable with. So um, for me, that was two grams per square meter uh, or about half a pound per thousand square feet. Um,
0: I'll say, I'll I'll interrupt here, Jason, and say, um, when I do the math, I would come up with four tenths of a pound Um, so, so for me, two grams is four tenths of a pound. So that would be like putting a tenth of a pound every week. Basically, that's, that's what a a two gram monthly rate would be.
1: Most turf managers I know would be comfortable with those kind of rates. They're not, you're not really pushing growth. It's kind of just a maintenance rate. So, I mean, if the growth potential was 50%, you would be applying half that much per week or whatever your interval was, right? Yep. So... That was great, but the problem with and and that made huge um improvements over just having my like program where it was like it's May 1st, apply this, or it's June 1st, apply this. So that all of a sudden I was taking the actual weather conditions into account more than I was before. Um, that was good, but I was still it wasn't that great because what it failed to take into account, which is ultimately what we're trying to do with fertilizer applications is is we're trying to manipulate growth, right? We add fertilizer to make the grass grow more. We don't add fertilizer to make it grow less, that's for sure. So um, there were some times where I would be getting mineralization and this uh, the growth potential didn't take that into account. Right, Didn't the, take actual growth into
0: account. That's right, the, because the growth potential is just looking at the site-specific temperatures or the normal temperatures for your location or region, but it's not looking at how your grass is actually growing. And then you exactly. had, so, so you had some brilliant insight on this.
1: Well, I mean, it, I wouldn't say it was brilliant insight, but it was, I was just putting a bunch of tools that you had kind of taught me, putting them together in a different way. So, you know, then it all of a sudden, you know, at the same time, I was doing this growth potential for fertilizer, I was measuring uh, clipping yields. And after a few years, I started doing it better and better to the point where we're, it's pretty meaningful now, uh, the way we're doing it. Um, and that data, all of a sudden, after I have over a decade of data, I, I know exactly how my grass kind of grows. Um, I started... I would apply that growth potential to what I would consider is the most amount of grass I would want to cut in a day. So where I was before applying it to the most amount of fertilizer I would want to apply, now I was applying it to the most amount of grass I want to cut. And that number is something that I calibrated site-specific for my course. Um, And generally, uh, the number I had for that is I think was twenty point five milliliters per square meter or uh, six hundred and twenty-five milliliters per square meter per month. Right. So, so but I'm doing it on a day by day basis.
0: Right. So so you you proposed a monthly number of six hundred twenty-five milliliters per square meter, which would be sixty two point five liters per hundred square meters. Um, that would be the monthly maximum. But then when we break that down to a daily amount, then it's a little bit more than 20. It's something like 20.5. I round that down to 20 just to be uh, easy. So, so I just say that the monthly maximum is 20. And that's what I put in this blog post. So I showed that equation in the blog post. I said... Uh, this is the growth ratio <laughs> equation. It's your act. So what I'm showing now is your actual clipping volume divided by 20 times the growth potential. So it's it's got two variables and one constant. The constant is the 20, which is the standard amount of clippings per day that you would expect if the growth potential was at a maximum of 1. And you, the, so the growth potential is one variable, and the growth potential is calculated based on temperature, and then clipping volume is what you actually measure, and it's a pretty simple equation, and it results in the growth ratio, which is a pretty powerful tool, it turns out, or a pretty a pretty useful number to look at.
1: Yeah, I'll just I'll. I'll, i mean what you just explained i'll just kind of explain it a little bit but with actual numbers so let's say yes, today please. the growth potential is 100 is percent perfect growing conditions we are giving the plant all the water that it needs to grow healthy so the water is not a restriction in growth um we have it's a 100 today that means that the growth ratio will suggest we grow 20.5 milliliters per square meter Now I go out and I cut my greens and I find that actually I only cut 10 milliliters per square meter. So we take that 10 and we divide it by the 20 and that gives us 0.5. So we're the growth ratio today is 50 percent. So the problem then with it, this is great. So we're growing at half the speed and and every grass is a little bit different. So when I came up with this, I was growing POA, Um, POA I found. Was not very happy below 80 80 percent. You get down to 60 percent, and you're getting major anthracnose. Dollar spot becomes a problem. Um, uh, you the traffic wear tolerance, ball marks, all of these things are are not good with POA from what I found below 85 percent. But then we look at somebody who grows pretty nice bent grass, uh, and Chris Trittbaugh, He's shared his information publicly, um, so I'll bring him up he's found that bent grass grows pretty happily at 65 percent so whatever that growth uh, potential multiplied by that 20 milliliters per square meter per day uh, he would be uh, his greens would be quite happy at 65 percent of that number mm-hmm. um, and then now today I'm growing pure fine fescue and I've calibrated that by trial and error um, to be about 30 percent uh, that's where the growth ratio. I find we're not cutting excessive amounts of grass, or so mowing is minimized. Um, there's very little issues with ball marks, or traffic, or wear and tear, um, and we have no disease issues. We haven't used any fungicide this year. That's so.
0: That's that's very good. I, I want to elaborate on that just a little bit and say that the growth ratio must depend a little bit on the species. Um, because it, it's reasonable to expect that Poa annua would need to grow at a more rapid rate than something like fine fescue or creeping bentgrass, in order to stave off the, um, you know, the anthracnose problems and and the various uh, diseases that Poa annua is susceptible to when it when it's not growing enough. I think also we can think about it being site specific in terms of. Uh, how much traffic a location gets because I could imagine a bank grass course that does a hundred thousand rounds might need to maintain a growth ratio of like zero point seven five and a bank grass course that does fifteen thousand rounds might do just fine with a growth ratio of zero point three. So there's that. Yep. And and another thing Jason that I think you may agree with is Uh, it's how a a turf grass manager likes to manage like some people might be more comfortable with grass that looks a little bit greener that they have a chance to verticut a little bit more work a little bit more sand into the canopy well that's not going to work very well if if you have a growth ratio of 0.2 but but if you like to have grass that's a little bit off color and it's not growing very much and when you mow the the greens that that you don't get hardly any clippings and you never see stripes and that kind of thing if that's what you're comfortable with with the way that you like to manage then you may be able to get by with a growth ratio of 0.15 or something like that so i think um the the value in this is finding what works good for your grass for your site and for the way that you like to manage and now all of a sudden you've got something that is in, is more powerful than we could imagine because it's incorporating how your grass is actually growing and it's taking the current weather conditions at your site and the, the recent weather conditions at your site. And it shows how your grass is growing. So if you if you're if you got a better than expected growth year or a better than usual growth year, and your your grass may be growing more than than you are used to, but in terms of the temperature, it's growing normally, and this is gonna gonna account for that. and And I, I just think it's it's a really cool way to combine the growth and the growth potential.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's ultimately a tool to try to um, get consistent results. So whatever results you want to get, but you can get them consistent. So. I can grow my grass at 30% growth ratio, or 0.3. Um, and depending on the weather, I can adjust my practices to get the growth rate that I need based on the weather. So if it's cool, I'm going to, you know, let uh, stretch the intervals or lower the rates of my fertilizer. If I find that I'm like, so this week, well, two weeks ago, we our growth ratio actually spiked up to you know 40%. Um, which is much higher than we, I would like. Um, so we, we obviously we weren't applying any fertilizer to get growth, um, and then all of a sudden, you know, it, it starts dropping down, 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 down to twenty percent. I am like, okay, well, the number I want is thirty percent. So we went out with a fertilizer app. So, it,
0: I've got a question. And then I've got a question about the number. Are you are you looking at this uh, as a trailing average? Or are you talking about what it is on a day to day basis? Um, you're talking yeah, about so an average, aren't so, you? Yeah.
1: yeah. So, I mean, so it comes down like, you know, if you're, cal- I calculate it day by day, but I don't mow every day. So if I go out one day and I cut the grass and I get 10 milliliters and I go out the next day, well, the growth ratio says I should get, you know, whatever the number is. Um, but I'm getting zero because I didn't cut anything. So what I use is I have two trailing, uh, and I use a sum. The numbers are the same. If you use a trailing average or a trailing sum, it used to get the same result. It's a a comparison between these two models. So it doesn't matter, I don't think. Um, So I use a seven-day trailing average or sum and a 30-day trailing average or sum. And that um, I use the 30-day is kind of my target. And I use the seven-day to steer that target. so that's it's hard to hard to do it without showing the actual data and 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 how I would make a decision. But I um, I don't really like to have big fluctuations in growth. So a thirty day kind of you know it gives you a bit of time, um, and then you can see if your seven day is starting to drop below that thirty day, that maybe it's going to start eventually trending downwards so then that's the tool i can use to keep that 30 day where i want it to um so the seven day does kind of does a a little bit of more spiky than the 30 day which is pretty smooth um so it's i mean we're manipulating growth and and all i can do with fertilizer is suggest to the plant to grow faster like that's how I, i i i view it and we don't have any schedule for fertilizer Or any rate uh, schedule we are just basically going out and um, when we see that the growth ratio is getting below where I'm comfortable at being then I will I will boost growth with a bit of fertilizer and so that's I use the seven day tick to steer the 30 because the 30 is a little um, it it doesn't change quite as drastically
0: no and 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 that
1: to me is the number that it means something it's it's less important to have a seven day average, uh, that's, um, right. I want it to be 30
0: day. I understand. Um, so the seven day is more sensitive. So you can kind of, you can look at it and see that it's pulling down or it's, it's pushing up or something. What you really care about is the long term how it's growing the smooth 30 day. But in order to keep the 30 day where you want it, you're, you're kind of feel what's happening with the, with this seven day, I got it. Exactly. Cool. Yep. Now, um, so you mentioned fertilizer applications. You'll you'll withhold fertilizer if it's if it's tick, if the growth is is stable where you want it. You'll just absolutely you won't put nitrogen because you know if you put nitrogen, it's going to grow more, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And and I mean, you know, we, we weren't applying that much fertilizer in the past two weeks. And for some reason, we got a big spike in growth. You know, it probably had to do with the temperatures and the huge amounts of rain we were getting. But for some reason, you know, there was some mineralization. Something was making the plant grow. So I didn't need to supplement it further because I knew that it was growing faster than I wanted it to. So that's that's basically, it's a it's, it's really good tool to schedule uh, fertilizer applications uh, to prevent growing it too slow or too fast.
0: Do you also use it to decide when to mow? Do you do you, so? Let's. I want to ask. Basically, what I'm getting at is, what type of things can we use growth ratio for? You mentioned fertilizer because we're trying to adjust the growth rate. So basically, we're talking about nitrogen. But do you also look at? Uh, do we <clears throat> mow tomorrow, or do we add on a roll? Do you, do you use growth ratio for that?
1: No, I mean. To a certain point, but not really. Um, I use basically just the daily clipping yield. So my target yield per mow is 10 milliliters per square meter. So when I go out, I don't want to get less than that. I don't want to get more. Um, and that's basically based on playability, right? So if if I'm getting 10 per mow, if it's every three days, I'm I can keep my green speeds pretty consistent with rolls on the days we're not mowing. Oh, that um, makes sense. Mowing is really expensive compared to rolling. Mm -hmm. um it i I think it stresses the plant more than a roll and uh where like a rolling you know reduces disease i've seen mowing increase disease so i really like to reduce the amount of mowing and that's based on uh how much grass so i mean the growth ratio as its own tool it doesn't do that but i can use the growth ratio now to predict growth Mm -hmm. um based on those two, I have a seven day, I have a 30 day, we're getting really into the weeds here, <laughs> but yes. uh, I can use those two ratios and I'm, I'm gonna apply it, apply it to uh, the growth potential number and it'll it'll give me pretty close. But for the most part, I don't really need a model to tell me that, I know if I'm getting, I'm growing the grass at a consistent rate and I, um, I, I'm Right now, I go out every two days, and I'm getting the number I want, and if I'm getting a, a number that's lower, then maybe the next time I'll go three days. Or okay. if the number's too high, then I'll go out every single day.
0: I understand. Yeah. Well, you you explained that well, and uh, let me try to repeat that back to you the way I understand it. So uh, we're recording this in August in the Northern Hemisphere. That's kind of peak growing season for irrigated turf, and so... Um, you're trying to get 10 milliliters per square meter average clipping volume per mo and that would be a um if if that was every day that would be a growth ratio of 0.5 but uh well no 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 it wouldn't uh because you're actually you're, your growth potential is not one right now. So it would be a little bit higher than 0.5 on a daily basis. But um, if it was in uh, October, when the temperatures are much cooler, uh, you could be getting a growth ratio of one. But actually the amount of clippings you would get would be, you'd be getting like one milliliter per square meter. So you'd get such a tiny amount of clippings and you actually, for the mowing, I, I understand you want to look at the absolute amount of clippings to try to get 10 milliliters per mow. And if you start looking at growth ratio, that's going to be totally different depending on the season, which it, now it it makes perfect sense to me. So that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, most, mostly for me,
1: growth ratio is, I mean, it's, it's a tool for scheduling fertilizer it's uh, to get consistent growth rates and plant health. Um, It's also a tool I found. uh, I don't use plant growth regulators at my current course, uh, but we used them uh, quite extensively in the past. And there's, you know, Bill Kreuzer's come up with the the growing degree day models. Again, these are all theoretical, right? So we're using plant growth regulators to manage growth. We should be measuring growth. That should be our decision maker, right? Mm growth not just some theoretical number so i would i would be following uh, the models which are pretty good but they're not real i would be using the models and i would be essentially stacking my plant growth regulators and so i would be suppressing growth with each successive application to the point where i wasn't like i couldn't get enough growth out of these greens like no amount of fertilizer was getting them really to to grow so again i would use that again to schedule my pgrs so i could extend my uh intervals uh to a point where i wasn't over suppressing greens because that's a big problem a lot of uh bill's research um has has been like he's he's shown a lot of like problems with over suppression over regulation of uh, and so this tool again will will prevent that because you're going to see oh my god if my growth ratio that I want is at 80% and I'm dipping down to 60, maybe I should back off on the growth regulators until, until that trend starts going back up. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have found myself, I mean, most guys who are using growth regulators have probably found that they've overdone it a little bit. And so this will prevent that as well, because you can tell if you're going too slow. Um, well, so that to me is another really useful thing for this.
0: That's that's right. I, I was going to ask you about growth regulators, and you uh, anticipated that and answered it already. And Bill has talked about this some um, um, in a couple of podcasts this year. I, I talked with him once. He was on uh, the Talking Greenkeeper with, with Joe Gilotti. And um, he's got some blog posts also on the Greenkeeper blog um, where he, he's been talking about the importance of measuring how much the grass is actually growing. And instead of getting on a, uh, a PGR program that you just follow blindly, look at how the grass is growing and using the PGRs as a tool to achieve the growth rate that you're looking for. The, and this is where I think the growth ratio so is, is so useful. I mentioned the growth rate that you're looking for. A lot of people ask me that question, how much should my grass grow? where people get started with this and they're like, how big of a bucket should I get? Because they've never done it before. So they don't know how much the grass should grow. And that's where I think the growth ratio is so helpful because we can say uh, a growth ratio of one or above is probably more than most people are doing. And then you you're sharing the number and saying at your location, you're getting 0.3. And actually, I can't tell somebody in Raleigh, North Carolina, how much their bent grass should be growing or somebody in um, Pinehurst, North Carolina. How much their Bermuda grass should be growing? Um, it, you know, it it really depends on your site specific weather and how you want to manage. But if we know that people around the world are getting good results at growth ratios that range from zero point three with your site specific weather, or zero point five with somebody else's site specific weather, or zero point eight with somebody else's site specific weather, you can now look at your clipping volume, adjust it for your site-specific temperatures that you've got and you can see where you're at and all of a sudden now you know how much clippings you should be getting. So I think, I think that's really cool and I think it, it formalizes, I'm going to change the subject now, it f- sort of, it, going back to fertilizer, but it formalizes a system in which we can let the grass tell us when to apply nitrogen and how much nitrogen to apply instead of getting on these scheduled nitrogen applications programs of uh, you know a 20th of a pound every week or a 10th of a pound every week you know um, 0.2 or 0.5 grams of nitrogen per square meter every week or every 10 days or whatever and i i did this back in the day when i managed grass i did it when i was a phd student and i look at how i fertilized the grass for my phd research project and And I look at it, of course, that was 20 years ago, but I'm like, what? why did I do it that way? Unfortunately, I think because so many research projects get done of we fertilize a tenth of a pound every week and then people get taught in seminars and get taught in school that this is like how you manage grass. People just do that unthinkingly without looking at the feedback. And then, they're. I mean, the feedback being the grass, the grass telling you. And then they're like, oh man, I... I really needed to get in there and give it a spa day and get some sand down and thin out the canopy. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, I used to think that was normal. Now I don't. Now I'm like, wait a second. Why did you put that nitrogen if it's growing too fast? And I think it's it's really nice to have the growth ratio to all of a sudden be like, hey, my, my grass is already growing as fast or faster than I want it to and the trend is not decreasing, the trend is stable or increasing, I can with confidence skip this fertilizer application and apply nothing. And I think it it formalizes that, and I I feel like there's not very many people in the world that are doing this. They might do that by just like by looking at the grass, but they're not measuring it. So I, I know you're doing it this way, a few other people are doing it this way, I encourage people to do it this way, but it's not there yet. But I I would be surprised if five years from now, if if it's not kind of a standard way to to decide when to put nitrogen again.
1: I think I think ultimately everybody kind of does this already, um, unless you're just going out with the same rate every week, um, regardless of conditions on the course. Um, so if you are adjusting your fertilizer rates based on what you're seeing. You're kind of doing this this is a tool just to make help me be better at it to um because you know i'm i'm superintendent i'm busy i don't have like massive awareness i'm not going to spend 20 hours a day out here you know like rubbing and whispering my grass and and, and really you know i have people out you know cutting greens. they're collecting the data it's all automatic I've heard you you know every time you know I share that I've reduced fertilizer, people are like, yeah, yeah, we did that back in the 90s. It didn't work. Well, if you're gonna say if you're going out with a tenth of a pound every week and that's working for you, and you go out with half that amount every week, it, yeah, it's probably not gonna or it might work for a couple of weeks, right? If your grass is growing too fast, and then all of a sudden you're not gonna grow up fast enough. So this is a tool that helps you reduce the amount of fertilizer, maybe. Um, but it's going to prevent growing it too slow. It's going to prevent growing it too fast. Yeah. So it helps you get it right. And so the next thing that that I would like to add is is because I've done this twice now, is how do you calibrate this, this tool? So like, for me, uh, at my most recent course, we start collecting the data. We start, you know, putting the weather data in, putting in our clipping yields, figuring out what the growth ratio is. And then i'm just aware of what the growth ratio is when we started the season the grass was growing like crazy now i'm not sure if that is from previous uh years fertilizer like late fall applications or if that's just the way the grass grows here i'm not sure either way it was growing really fast i knew it was growing, it was growing fast for what poa would need um so i just watched that line trend down trend down didn't apply any fertilizer and i went out and i looked on the greens every day how do they look how are they handling traffic Like these are things that you still need a skilled turf manager to calibrate this tool. And I still need, you still need someone to interpret this tool. So I go out and I use my eyes and get down to 30. And I'm like, you know, the greens are looking really nice. They are like, everybody can relate. Anybody who's working on a golf course, you're like, man, everything right now is just perfect. And then it dips down to 20. And then I'm like, it's looking a little, a little scary, a little, (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe we went a little bit too low. And, the, and then the cool thing, too, is you apply some fertilizer and then that line goes back up. You're like, hey, fertilizer's working. I probably don't have any nutrient deficiencies to worry about. So I apply some nitrogen and the growth ratio goes back up. Everything's working the way it should. And so I've also had problems where it doesn't work the way it should, right? Like well, over when, application of phosphorus.
0: That's right. At, you, at your previous... Time, okay. Yeah, when when you were at Sunshine Coast, I remember you were when you first got there, you were putting nitrogen and the grass wasn't growing the way it should. And that's an indication. Um, And it turned out it was low in some other nutrients and uh, phosphorus. Right. So.
1: Yeah. And it was it was a weird case because we at, at a 10 centimeter depth, we still were fine with the MLSN, but we had 40 degrees temperatures. Mm-hmm. The poa roots went from 10 centimeters to one or less and uh, we were also applying phosphite mm-hmm. which can induce phosphorus deficiency and in, in soils that were low so we have lots of phosphorus in the soil just the poa couldn't get it and then we applied the phosphate and it was tanking hard and we stopped applying phosphite. we applied a little phosphorus boom growth just exploded so that was a, a, another tool i didn't need to spend thousands of dollars on testing um, just with a pretty good amount of experience and knowledge in this tool, helped me um, fix it. Now, in hindsight, I wish I could have figured that out, you know, a month sooner <laughs> before we were riddled with anthracnose. But um, but now, now you know, with the experience and I know how to use this tool, um, preventing it. Like so, that at my new course, I I can so far, knock on wood, have come in. Totally green. Never been to this province before. Never managed Vescue greens. We got the the growth rates calibrated very quickly the first time, and now we're just we're meeting all of our performance metrics as far as playability is concerned uh, pretty much every day. So it's uh, which I mean the the other people with lots more experience can do that with other tool, but for me with no experience to come in and get that right away, I think has been pretty um, surprising to me and pretty pretty neat
0: that is wonderful well thank you Jason that is exactly what I wanted to talk about in this second turf math focused ATC double cut to cover the growth ratio to explain how it's calculated and what it's used for and uh, that that uh, explanation of how you calibrated it was very good and thank you for that. And uh, yeah, this, this is something that just makes a lot of sense to me. I've been recommending it. And all you need is growth potential which you get from temperature and clipping volume which you get from putting the clippings into a bucket. And it's, it's pretty simple, but then it turns out to be really useful. So Jason?
1: It's an incredibly powerful tool that it costs you whatever a pail costs. And if you have a computer with a spreadsheet, and know like some very basic ways of using that. It It's not like I have nothing to sell you here. <laughs> There's not $5,000 tool that you need. It's, it's very basic.
0: It is very basic. And yet you remember that I didn't quite grasp it myself, um, uh, at the start. So I can understand that it took me a while to understand it. And I'm very familiar with clipping volume and I'm very familiar with, um, with growth potential. And I didn't quite understand the, the, the real breakthrough of a It, what it does is adjust your clipping volume for your site specific weather. And it's, it's that simple, but I didn't grasp it at first. It took me quite a while to understand what the breakthrough was. Um, and, and just how useful and how practical it is. Now I, I recommend it. I think it's a standard thing to do. And I'm surprised sometimes when people look only at, clipping volume, and they'll make fertilizer decisions based on clipping volume <laughs> without adjusting their clipping volume for how you would expect the grass to be growing given the recent weather conditions. And now it seems like, you, sh- of course, you should use the growth ratio instead of clipping volume. And, and that's why I'm saying I think five years from now, a lot more people will be doing it. So if you're listening to this or watching it, don't feel bad if you don't quite grasp it the first time uh, see if you can calculate it. <laughs> and if you can't let me know, um, and, and I will help you with it and, uh, or read some of the posts that Jason's written about it. There's, there's links to it. Um, on my blog also, there's a growth ratio hashtag on my blog, um, or, or a, a, a topic and you can find out more about it and try it. And I think eventually just by calculating it, you'll start to see what that number means at your site. Um, so yeah. And then once it clicks, it's going to click really hard and snap into place. You'll be like, ah, I got it. I got it. All right, Jason. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to have a chat with me about turf math. And we will, when we both have time, let's do this again. And, and, Talk about some more Turf Math stuff.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me again. And I think, you know, like for this is a quite abstract thing. Maybe one day we go through with uh, an actual spreadsheet. I can screen share and we can just like lay it out and people mm-hmm. can step by step watch exactly how it's done on a spreadsheet so that you guys can make your own because um, it, it really is not that complicated.
0: Yeah, I, I would I love to do pers- that. Um, yeah. And maybe... For you, would that be a good autumn or winter uh, type of thing?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it wouldn't. It it honestly would not take that long. I mean, it would be a probably a fifteen minute video um, because uh, it it's basically just a screen share of making a spreadsheet. So it, should, it could be pretty straightforward. Doesn't need to have any other stuff around it. Just this is how we calculate it.
0: Well, good. Let's uh, let's talk about how we can make that happen. Maybe sooner rather than later. Um, and and maybe that could just be a video that goes direct onto my youtube channel um that we could record together um or heck you could just do that and put it on your youtube channel if you want <laughs> anyway we'll talk about that we I, won't, uh, yeah yeah we won't take up <laughs> I mean, any more media, of everybody's media. time yeah yeah all right well cool. thanks jason thanks everybody for listening we'll sign off now um For ATC from Trong, Thailand, I'm Micah Woods. Bye-bye.